expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Good afternoon. I'm Nancy Sun with today's episode of Easy News. In Taiwan news, parents will soon have another option for receiving their childcare subsidies. Starting on July 15th, parents will be able to apply for the funds at post offices nationwide. This is meant to help parents who don't have easy access to the internet or to ATMs. According to the Ministry of Education, almost 2.1 million parents, or 92% of those eligible, have already received the funds. Meanwhile, the MOE is warning about new scams targeting these beneficiaries. Fraudsters are trying to fool parents into transferring the subsidy money into other accounts. The MOE says no transfer is required, and any requests to do so are from scammers. Meanwhile, new government data indicates that housing prices are on the rise. The Ministry of the Interior released its Q1 report on housing prices, showing an increase of 2.25% from the previous quarter. The MOI says the island's economy turned in a strong performance for the first three months of the year, and major banks kept home loan interest rates relatively low, contributing to gains in housing prices. Officials say Taichung City saw the biggest rise of 3.4% compared with last quarter. Tainan City came in second at 3.3%, while Kaohsiung City was third at 2.81%. The MOI says nationwide, the price-income ratio, which calculates the ratio of house price to income, stood at 9.13 in the first quarter of the year. A man in Taichung has been sentenced to 18 years in prison for murder. The man and his victim both worked at a farming plot at the Dajia Riverside in the city. They reportedly had a disagreement about several issues. After an argument last May, the perpetrator slashed his victim with a sickle multiple times, hid the weapon, and then went to a nearby convenience store to call for help. The victim was sent to hospital but died from blood loss. The district court found him guilty, after which the perpetrator appealed his sentence, but it was rejected. The court said the defendant had not shown remorse nor apologized to the victim's family. In international news, Japan's ruling party is set to propose use of AstraZeneca for workplace vaccinations, looking to break an impasse as new vaccinations outpace supply. John Matthews reports from Tokyo. The AstraZeneca vaccine has already been approved for use in Japan, but there was hesitation to use the product because of reports of rare blood clots. However, the ruling party's project team on COVID-19 vaccinations is set to make the proposal for workplace inoculations. The government had halted new applications to the program last week, saying Moderna vaccines were in short supply. As of this week, only around 10% of Japanese residents have been fully vaccinated, but its rate of new jabs is now on par with many industrialized nations at more than a million a day. Japan's 
ambassador to the Philippines has also announced that they will be donating a million doses to the Southeast Asian nation. John Matthews, Tokyo. Meanwhile, the UN disarmament chief is warning that digital technologies are lowering barriers to malicious intrusions and opening potential areas for governments, armed groups, terrorists, and criminals to carry out attacks. Izumi Nakamitsu told a UN Security Council meeting Tuesday on cybersecurity that there has been a dramatic increase in the frequency of malicious incidents in recent years. She says the attacks range from disinformation to the disruption of computer networks and are diminishing trust among nations. Nakimitsu warns that the difficulty of determining responsibility for cyber attacks could result in significant consequences, including in unintended armed responses and escalation. And that was the ICRT News. Check in again tomorrow for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Nancy Sun.